0: We look forward to the future of our PowerPlace students with great anticipation and know that the best is yet to come. And I want you to welcome with me our new student ministries pastor as he brings the word this morning, Dustin Smith. Let's go. Can we give it up for Jesus this morning? That's not good enough. Act like the Eagles just won the Super Bowl. Can we give it up for Jesus this morning? That's what I'm talking about. Come on. Come on. Man, I'm so excited uh, to be here this morning. I truly am. Um, for the next 35 minutes, uh, I'm going to try to do what I would usually do in an hour and a half. Um, oh, come on, somebody. I like that answer. Um, but I'm not going to. I'll, I know we're all hungry and want to go to eat some food, so I'm not going to do that. Um, but. Uh, God has really done some amazing things in my life, and I am so honored, and also I want to thank friends who are watching live stream in California, Oklahoma, Texas, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, I'm trying to remember everyone, Minnesota, New York, New Jersey, um, and if I forgot your state, it's okay, I still love you, um, and I really believe guys, going to do something amazing this morning. I'm going to share with you guys some vision, and once again, tonight at 6.30 p.m., uh, you're all invited to come here tonight. And we're going to share more vision and cast more. But I'm going to give you guys a little bit. And then I'm going to share my testimony for a second. And then we're going to get into a word that I believe God's going to change you. He's going to mold you. You're going to leave your different, changed. And uh, I believe God's on the verge of something that only we could even begin to imagine. Um, And it's going to start with you. Um, You'll hear the message today in a second. And I'm going to try to reiterate that. That That's going to start with you, not me. I can't do it. Pastor Greg can't do it. Landon can't do it as good as he is on the keys. So I'm going to start with you. Um, but before we go into that, I just want to share with you guys, if you see, we have a shirt that says Volt Night. Um, <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> but uh, anyways, and so uh, what that is, is Volt Night is going to be a night where we are going to do some of the craziest, wackiest, most dangerous things you can think of to get people who will never come to church to come to church and experience Jesus in a way that they had never have before. Um, so what this going to be is once every month we're going to do a night called Volt Night. And it's going to be a night where people are going to come, students are going to leave changed, different than they came in. And so that's what we're going to do. After that we're going to try to get them plugged into a what we're going to call a power group, which is basically a small group. But we're going to call it a power group because we're the power place, and they're going to be empowered to change their city, to change their nation. Um, So we're going to get involved in a power group, and also we're going to do weekly services, which we'll talk about later, which could be anything from a prayer night to a a worship session to a service to just some games and having some fun and and, and throwing silly string and whatever people like to do these days. I've been out of youth ministry for a while, but I can only imagine what they do now. Um, They probably, like, kick each other in the face for fun. I don't know. Um, but we're not going to do that. Bring your students. Um, and, so, uh, and so we're going to do that, and um, basically we're going to get them plugged in. I believe that when students get plugged into a small group, when they get plugged in and they experience Jesus in a way they never have, they get inspired and they get changed. Um, I haven't been doing this forever. It's only been four years. But in my four years, I've realized that when you get a student to love Jesus, to get inspired and, and empowered... They are different forever. It doesn't matter how unqualified they were. It doesn't matter what they did last night. It doesn't matter what they were planning after they were going to leave the service. What happens when they experience Jesus is they are changed. You're a new creation. And so I believe we're going to do these Volt Nights. We're going to do these weekly services. We're going to inspire and encourage students, young adults, everyone in between to get, come and get changed radically for Jesus. Amen. And so uh, I'm just so excited for God's grace and just what he's done in my life. Um, I grew up in a house uh, that was around the wrong kind of environment. It was not a Christian household at all. I'm talking about abusive physically, uh, words emotionally, um, alcohol, all of that in between. That's how I grew up. Um, and I had some great people in my life pouring into me even when I shouldn't have been poured into. There was nothing going for me, nothing special about me, nothing that... that had a great future, no one looked at Dustin and said, wow, you're going to do something great for the kingdom, but I had people who poured into me, even in my lowest, in my deepest, in my worst moments in my life, and so I grew up in that, one day, I was uh, 12 years old, I went to a church, because one of my best friend's dad was a youth pastor, and so we went camping, I think it was the only time I've ever gone camping, until I moved into where the Reinheimers live, and I feel like I'm camping every night, um, and so, uh, that was my first time camping and I, and I would never go camping. Like never. It's just something I don't, I didn't do, but I did it anyways. Cause it was free. So you know, when it's free, you come. Hey, free pizza. We all go. And so, um, I went and, uh, it was cool. You know, I met some cool friends, uh, met some awesome people who were just cool friends. I didn't, didn't really accept Christ. I could feel something, but I, I just didn't understand it. And so I came back and, uh, I was 12 years old and had my first girlfriend, and she was at church. So um, I always went to church, you know, 12 years old. It's like, hey, how are you? Okay, bye. <laughs> you walk away. Um, and so I uh, went to church for a while just for that. And, you know, it was cool. Same thing, went, came on a, came on a Sunday morning and then left. Just went back to my normal life. Uh, I was in high school, I started playing baseball got involved with the wrong crowd, got involved with the wrong people. The year before that, I went on a missions trip, and I don't think I've even shared this deep with you guys before. I went on a missions trip. I was 13 years old. I went because I didn't have to pay a dime, so holler once again. If it's free, I'm going. So I went to Peru. I knew nothing about Jesus, knew nothing about anything. I've heard it, but I didn't know it. I went on a missions trip, um, and I went to this group. There's a conference going on. I was like 13 years old, the I was the youngest the person that was like second youngest under me was probably 19 20 years old so I was the youngest of the youngest I went here knew absolutely nothing didn't know how to pray didn't know how to speak didn't know how to lead didn't know how to teach didn't know how to do anything I went on the missions trip um I remember there was 15 20,000 people out there in the crowd and my pastor goes you need to pray first of all I don't know Spanish I was in Peru so I don't know what to say and even if I did speak Spanish I still wouldn't have known what to say And so I went there and I said, the only word I knew, Jesus, (laughs) Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I'm like preaching, I'm like, Jesus, that's the only thing I know, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I didn't even know what I was saying. But while I was speaking, people were starting to cry, people were starting to weep. I still didn't even believe and really accept Christ into my heart yet. I just said the only word I knew, the powerful name, Jesus. And so people were weeping, people were crying. I left, I went back home. Uh, My pastor sat me down. I went to the church. He said, Hey, I have to tell you something. I know you will never expect this. I know you don't even really know what's going on. He said, Every pastor that we saw who has a church in Peru said you have a calling on your life that you wouldn't even begin to imagine. I said, I don't want to be a pastor. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this. I don't know anything. And he sat me down and he said, But God's called you. And so going back in life, I said, Cool. If you call me God, good for you. I'm not going to listen, <laughs> which is what we do sometimes, isn't it? And um, so I went, went, was in high school now, now I'm back to 14 years old. Uh, Got involved with the wrong crowd, doing the wrong things. Um, I was a freshman in high school playing varsity baseball. Um, loved it. It was the dream. It was what I wanted to do with my life. And so I was 14 years old. I went on a vacation, came back from my vacation. I come to my house in my room. My mom and dad got divorced. I was, in my, I was in the house, sat down, and I saw my youth pastor there. Let me remind you, I, can't, I went to church here and there, but I, I wasn't living right. And so I'm sitting in my room, and, and I see him, and he, said, and he says, I have to tell you something. I'm like, cool, what is it? Are are going to give me a million dollars. Like, what is this? I'm winning the lotto. And uh, he says, your dad just passed away. And I said, wow. Well, I started weeping. I started crying. Even though I, I might have never been close with my dad. It hurt. So I said, how, did, how could this happen? And he tells me my, my father took his own life. When he said that I was broken, I was already broken, but I was more broken than ever before. So I went back to high school, involved with the wrong crowd, doing the dumb things, doing all that stuff. I wanted to play baseball. That was my dream. 17 years old. Scholarships were coming for baseball. Everything looked bright. It looked like I could have done my dream. I was living wrong, doing everything wrong. I was driving to a party and uh, drove, went on the wrong side of the road. A car hit me head on. My car spanned around, and I, I tore my whole shoulder. Uh, everything was gone. They had to go in do surgery. I still have the scars to this day. And so I was like, all right, this stinks. But I started going to physical therapy, trying to get better, trying to throw, trying to hit, trying to do everything. And the more I tried, the worse it got. So finally, I said, you know what, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. You want me to stop doing my dream? I don't know why you would do that, but okay, I'll do it. And so I started going to church, started getting involved. A few months later, I truly gave my heart to Christ. When I did, literally a few months later, God called me into ministry. I started uh, I started helping out in the youth ministry and and we had literally two students. I didn't know really who Moses was. I didn't know who Noah was. I didn't know anything. And I'm leading a youth group. They're like, who's Moses? I'm like, I'm like I don't know. Did he, did he, did, did, was he in the Garden of Eden? I have no clue. Is that in Revelation? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But God can still use you no matter how long you've been going to church, no matter how many small groups you've attended, no matter how many times you worshiped, he can use you. Cheers. And so went on, and God started truly molding me. Two grew to a 50, grew to 100, grew to 150, kept going. went to another church a little while after. Church the, the church I was at in the beginning was about 150 people. went to another church, 3,000 people. started with a youth group of little, went to 50, went to 100, went to 200, went to 300. God started moving. Went to a church after that, 25,000 member church. You started with 50, went to 100, 200, 300, 400, 500, 600, 800, 1,000, 1,500, 2,000. In the year I was there, I saw more than 3,000 students give their life to Christ. I still, to this day, don't know much. But what I do know is when you love Jesus, when you say, in this moment, I will do all that I have to say, let's do it. He can change everything around you. I still don't know a lot. After that, I started traveling. got to travel all over the states, got to preach in Israel, got to preach all kinds of different countries, groups of 10,000 people, 20,000 people. God started opening up doors and things that I couldn't even imagine I would ever do. But it all happened because, not of an overnight success story, but little moment, by little moment, by little moment, God started opening up doors because I was willing to take a step. And so today we're going to the message And if you're taking notes, I want you to write down the title of the sermon today. In this moment, let's do it. In this moment, let's do it. I believe today, if you believe in Jesus, no matter what season you're in, no matter what you're going through, no matter what your past may look like, it's your breakthrough. I believe today no matter how many small groups you've attended, no matter if it's your first time, your 50th time, your 100th time, whether you've worshipped, whether you've you've never prayed, I believe today, if you believe in Jesus, it's a bold statement, but it's a statement that I truly believe. If you believe in Jesus, no matter what season you are currently in, it's your breakthrough season. It may be low, it may be a valley, but I believe if you believe in Jesus, It's your breakthrough season, but it takes an action. And when Jesus is with you in every moment, if you take an action, whether rich or poor, sick or healthy, you feel like you're at the bottom or you feel like you're at the top. If Jesus is with you, he can use you. If you take the action, you take the decision to say, let's do it, there are moments of a valley and I love, I love when people say, man, it's your breakthrough season. I believe it's coming. Your breakthrough season already came. Let me tell you what it's called. It's called the cross. If you believe in Jesus, you believe in the cross. If you believe in the cross, you better believe it's your breakthrough. Why? Because you already won. Oh, but Dustin, how can you say that? It looks like I can't do anything. No, he already did everything. It's called your breakthrough season. Oh, but I'm so low. Uh, I'm not that smart. It's okay. God's going to use you. It's your breakthrough season. Everything I say, we're just going to pray real quick. Lori, thank you. I thank you for today. You're going to speak, you're going to move, you're going to touch us, you're going to encourage us. We believe we're going to leave different, we're going to leave changed. I thank you for what you're going to do. Amen. It doesn't matter how unqualified you are. He can use you. He's done it for me. If he can do it for me, he can do it for you. I love when people say, oh, if I win the lotto, trust me, I'll tie. I say, with what you have, what are you doing? God will give you what you want. When you give with what you already have. Oh, God. If you give me the huge business I've been praying for, I'll serve more. Well, maybe you'll get what you want when you start giving what you already got. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. If, if you, if you uh, make my child better, blame it on the kid. I'll start helping out more. I'll, I'll serve a little bit more. Well, Maybe if you give with everything that you already got, maybe he'll get you what you want. But you have to give with what he already gave you. Oh, if I win the lotto, well, what are you giving now? If you give now, maybe he can bless you. Oh, that's deep. Sorry. Wow, it got real. But I believe if you give with what you got, he can give you what you want. I truly believe that. He did it for me. I love when people say, oh, Dustin, Dustin, what you're doing is so amazing. Oh, it's like, it's like it must be an overnight success story. You no, know, you know what it was? It was little moment by a small moment, by an even littler moment, by even a smaller moment, where I said, each moment I can do something, I'm going to grab onto it, and I'm going to take it. Each moment in my life that I can see a reason for me to grab onto, I'm going to take it. Little by little, God will use you if you take the action and say, let's do it. But it's little moment. By little moment, step by step, and as you see it, it is stroke by stroke creating a masterpiece for your life that only God can do for you. If you say little moment by little moment by little moment, I'll take each thing that I have and paint a beautiful picture. It's not just an overnight thing. Little moment by little moment by little moment. Serving God each day, little moment by little moment. The strength of what we do as a church will not be determined by a spotlight of one person. It won't be by the spotlight of Dustin. won't be by the spotlight of Pastor Greg, Landon, Isaiah, Christy, whoever it is. It'll be by the flashlights of many. I remember the one time I went camping in my life, praise the Lord. Um, I remember I had one light. And it was a big light because I was scared. So I had like this huge, massive light. I was like, Poof. and I could see a few things. But when I said, "Hey guys, I need some help," and everyone took out their flashlight. The darkness started getting overcome, started getting overcome by the light. You can't do it with one spotlight, but we can do it with the flashlights of many. On my own, I can only reach 300, but with these 300, we can reach 3000. It is by what you do that will determine how much darkness we overcome in Chester County. I can't do it, Pastor Greg can't do it, Landon can't do it, but I can tell you one thing, you can doesn't matter where you came from, your history, your family tree doesn't define your destiny. God defines your destiny, not your, your, your past, not your family tree. But the tree which Jesus put his arms across and died for you is what determines who you are. Oh man, I'm ready to preach. Um, we're going to turn into the scripture real quick. Judges 7, 7 through 9. You'll see it on the screen. A.K.A. the big Bible. Anyone bring a Bible? Bibles? Any glowing Bibles? The -the glow-in-the-dark ones? I like those. Those are pretty cool. Judges 7, 7 says, The Lord told Gideon, With these 300 men I will rescue you and give you the victory over the Midianites." Send all the others home. So Gideon collected the provisions and rams, horns of the other warriors and sent them home. But he kept the 300 men with him. The Midianite camp was in the valley just below Gideon. That night the Lord said, Get up, go down into the Midianite camp, for I have given you victory over them. Pause there. Do you know Gideon was unqualified? If you read the story... Before he even had 300, he had thousands. And he said, God, we are the smallest. How can I do this? With thousands. He was unqualified unqualified, with thousands of men. Now talk about 300. How unqualified could you be to take over a whole army with 300 people? But when God gives you a word, when he gives you a plan, when he puts something in your heart, it doesn't matter what your situation may look like, but it comes with what he already gave you. I love, I love when we get words. It is so great. Oh, the mulberry tree and the sun standing still. We like to get a word, but we never like to make the action. Oh, God, use me. Oh, you told me I'm going to reach thousands of people, but we never become, but we never do anything. Oh, God. You, you said I can build things. How about you just open up a door for me? I'll wait until you open up. What are you doing with what you got? What are you doing with what you already have in your hand? It goes on, Judges 7, verse 22. It says, when the 300 Israelites blew their ram's horns, when they made a shout of praise, the Lord caused the warriors in the camp to fight against each other, each other with their swords. When God gives you a word, and you take the action, what has been finding you for so long will end up killing itself. When you say, God, you gave me that word. God, you gave me that that, that thing that you put right in my ear that I heard it. All I have to do is take the action. And when I do, everything that has been coming against me for so long will end up hurting its own self. That family situation that has been dealing with you for so long, when you take the action for the word he already gave to you, when you do that, what has been killing you, your family issue, your financial issue, will somehow end up killing itself. But it takes an action. What if Gideon would have neglected the word that God gave him to go take over the Midianite camp? If he said, oh God, I only have 300 guys. We came this far, but I don't think we should do it right now because it's sort of scary. If he never took the action, the word that he gave him would have never ended up bringing what has been hurting him for so long to his defeat. He had to take the action. He had a let's do it attitude. He ne- he- what if he would have neglected the gift? Sometimes as Christians, we neglect the gift. When in all reality, we have the right to take what we have in our hand at the moment and not what look, at, look at what we can't do in the moment, but what he's already given us to step into in this moment. At this moment, let's do it attitude. When you do that and you take what he already gave you and stop looking at what you can't do, but what he's given you to step into, what looks like an ordinary season, will become your extraordinary season, but the situation never changed. Only your perspective and attitude did. The situation is still rough. He still have to defeat the Mennonites. But when your attitude shifts, your perspective shifts, then you can get the victory. I have a story I want to share with you that I heard last week. Um, Lauren Smack gave me this this, uh, story that she used to do coffee she used to work at uh, starbucks i believe it was and and she thought it was just work it was just work but before i go into that actually i want to let you know that what may look like your workplace is actually a mission field we look at what we have but not what god has actually given us what if your school became your mission field what if your workplace wasn't just a workplace but your mission field what if the situation that you were in was actually the very thing that can bring you to your destiny? So she worked at a coffee shop, and uh, there was a season where she was like, God, why am I working in a coffee shop? This is so odd. This is so strange. And so for a while, she told me, you know, it was sort of hard. It was rough. It was different. She had to work in a coffee shop. But her attitude actually shifted at one point. And she said, you know what, I'm going to come into this coffee shop, I'm going to give my best, I'm going to love on people, I'm going to serve people, I'm going to do all I can do in this coffee shop. What she started giving and her attitude shifted, the situation didn't change. She was still in a coffee shop, but her attitude did and her perspective did. So what comes up next ended up changing everything. So a guy that she's been serving and loving on ended up giving her a job. She came out of where she was. What changed? Not the situation, but her attitude and perspective on the situation. And when that happened, her destiny shifted. That is what is up for you today. What you've been looking at for so long, what God has been telling you for so long, the situation may be rough, but when your attitude and perspective shifts and you look at not what you can't do, but what God's given you to do, you give what you got and not what you don't have, he can change your destiny. He can change your destiny. We're a work in progress, going through a process for God to make us just like him. If I told you today I'm qualified, still to this day, I will tell you, you are nuts. I am not. I am in a process, but day by day, God's progressing me to make me all that he wants me to be. You are no different than me. Anything that I can do, you can probably do better, if I can be honest with you. But it's just my attitude and perspective that may be different than yours. I have an attitude that's a let's do it attitude that moment by moment, day by day, I'm going to grip what God gave me and use it to my advantage to never miss a moment. I never want to miss a moment that God's given me to not say let's do it and to not stand up and take the challenge. I want to take every moment God's given me and use it to take back what the enemy stole. Every moment. Even in your struggle, God wants to use you. Look at Moses. He had a stuttering problem. God used him. Look at David. He, he, he lusted. God used him. Look at Paul. Saul killed people. That was his job. He killed people. God still used him. Because in a moment, God can do in six months what He can do in six years. He can do in six minutes what He can do in six months. When your attitude and perspective shifts, your destiny will be changed. I don't care what you did before here, I don't care what you were planning on doing after here. God wants to use you, but He loves you way too much to leave you the same way. You're going through a process, it may be hard, it may look rough. But if you give God all that you have, he will progress you day by day to be all that he's called you to be. I don't care about your history. Look at my history. If he can do it for me, he can do it for you. It's just your perspective on the situation that changed. And so uh, I have a story I want to share with you. It's actually a little bit funny. Um, I don't drive trucks. Let's just start with that. I drive a Toyota Corolla. I always have. Well, i have driven a few other cars, but never a truck. And so my first time driving a truck was driving a 16-foot U-Haul truck with a car trailer on the back. How fun. From Florida to Kennett Square. And uh, so I was driving this truck. I got so close. First of all, I want to start with this. God will take you to a destination. He will give you a word. And when he does, it's your job to take that and move. So I'm going to keep going, though. So I was on my way to Kenneth Square. I was going to take the night in Philadelphia. Second point. On my way to Philadelphia, I want to take a detour from where God already told me I need to go. When you take a detour, you are going off the route of which God has given you and said, this is your calling. When you take a detour, you know what it usually is? It's usually because you're too scared of what God has already told you you can do. God, you can reach thousands. I can reach thousands. Do you not know me? Do you not know my story, God? I, I want to take a detour to Philly, stay the night there, see a few friends before I came here. So I remember uh, I was in Conowingo, Maryland. I think I remember that city. It's the weirdest city, but I remember it because it's going to scar me for life. I was in Conowingo, Maryland, <laughs> and my truck started doing this weird thing. I'm all by myself, never drove a truck. It's literally probably midnight in Conowingo, Maryland, I don't even know, how can you make the name of the city Conowingo? It's like in the Bible when you see a name like, and you're like, what does even mean? And so, I was in Conowingo, Maryland, my truck started doing this thing where it's like, vroom, vroom, vroom. it was like the RPMs or something, I know nothing about cars, sorry, the RPMs or something were going high and I wasn't even pressing the gas, I was pressing the brake and the car wanted to go, so I had to pull over and I had to tell a guy, hey, someone's on my truck. He goes, Oh, you're 30 minutes away from your destination or an hour, whatever it was. You can make it. So I was like, okay, cool. He's like, if it happens, just pull over on the side of the road. So I'm on my way to Philly now. My truck starts flooring again. And it's doing it. So he told me if it happens, to pull over. As this is happening, I see the sign that says Kenneth Square. So I pull over in Kenneth Square. I remember when I came here last time, there was trucks out here. So I was like, okay, trucks park out here. So I can park out here too. I am horrible at driving trucks. I need to remind you again. I come out literally right here. I'm driving my truck around. I'm going to wrap around the building because I don't know how to turn a truck, so I need to go around the whole building. And so I start turning around this building here, and when I'm halfway around the corner, I realize that the end down here is a dead end. My truck is halfway around this corner, and I can't reverse. So um, third point, when you take a detour, sometimes God will bring you to where you need to be, but also sometimes when you try to do things on your own and not listen to the expert, listen to the guy who's given you a word, you end up getting yourself stuck in a situation. He's given you a word if you take the action, you'll never get stuck in a situation, but when we don't take the action in what he already gave us and what we already have, sometimes we will get up, get stuck in a situation you weren't meant to get stuck in, but it's only because you thought you had a better word than him. And so um, I don't know how to drive trucks. So this is literally what I'm doing. I'm hopping on the truck, going around. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I take a picture. I'm like, okay, I go in the truck. All right, so if it's turned this way, I have to turn the wheel that way and then it'll come out, right? So I'm turning it, I'm trying to get it around. So I come back, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's getting worse. <laughs> and so I take a picture, so, go back in the truck. Okay, <sighs> come, oh my gosh, what am I doing? The truck ended up being a V. My car was facing this way, the front of my truck was facing this way, and I I was stuck. So I get to a point where I'm like, you know what, I give up, tomorrow these people wanna work, they'll have to move my truck because I'm stuck and I'm I'm like right in front of their garage, they have no choice but to move this truck. Do you know sometimes the harder you try to get out a situation you got yourself into, instead of looking at who can actually give you the right word, you end up getting yourself more stuck than you even were in the beginning. With, with All you had to do was just take the action of what He already gave you in your hand and stop looking at what you can't do, but look at what He's already given you and look at what you can do if you take what He's already had for you. And so I get to a point where I'm like, you know what? I'm stuck. I'm calling friends. I'm like, what should I do? They're like, dude, I'm sorry, you're stuck. They don't, it's like friends in LA, like they know how to drive a truck. Friends in, in Miami, like they know how to, friends in New York, like they know how to drive a truck. They don't know anything. And so um, I end up sitting there for probably two hours. It's about 2 a.m. now, maybe even 3 a.m. And uh, finally, I get to a point where I say, you know what? After I've already been told probably 50 times to have someone come tow my truck and get it out for me. And I was like, no, no, I'm too embarrassed to tell anyone that. Do you know as Christians, sometimes we're too embarrassed because of our past mistakes when all we have to do is call upon someone who can actually change you and actually mold you and give you direction, but it takes an action. Even when you're unqualified, progress, you're in the process, you're progressing, God's going to use you, all you have to do is call upon the guy who can actually save you. B be, beep, 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 bee. Hey, speaking in tongues, and so um, and so uh, anyway, so I'm stuck there, and uh, I'm in this situation, and I'm sorry. Did I make her walk out? She's like, oh gosh, call me out. Um, Jesus loves you. And so uh, finally, this guy pulls me out. Literally in probably five seconds, he takes what looked like a mess and turned me around and actually put me on the exit. He didn't just turn me around. He turned me and put me exactly where I needed to go. When you actually call upon God, when you've been waiting for so long, not only will he take you out of your situation, he'll take you out better than you actually came in. He can change your life around, but it takes an action to say, you know what? Even though I'm unqualified, even though when I can't do it, Maybe some of us have been coming to church for a long time, but have been hiding for so long because we feel like we can't do it. I realize each week I'm here, people are coming out of nowhere, and they're like, I never knew that this person could, could do that. Let me tell you something. You guys have the best, before I was even on, and now it's even better. Hello. You have the best pastoral staff. I'm just kidding. Best pastoral staff, not really, in the world. Literally, I met um, the Shehans last week, and I probably heard the name Shehans 50 times. The Dowdens, I knew Matt Dowden before he even came to serve. I knew Buck before he even came. I knew the Weather before they even came. They care about you. Just had to throw that in there. They love you more than you can even imagine. Literally, they pray for you guys day by day, name by name. That's how I know you guys before I even met you. I'm like, hey, Shehans, how are you doing? I'm like, I already know who you are. I know your life. I know where you work. He's like, Whoa. No, stalker. I'm like, no, your pastor loves you. And so he took me out, left me better than I could have came in. I ended up not going to Philadelphia. I ended up staying in Kennet Square, went to a hotel, and they actually gave me a discount. Do you know when God changes your life, he'll take you out better than you came in, but not only that, he'll give you comfort and rest. Where you try to take a detour, where you thought you wanted to go, what you thought was best for you, God had a different purpose for you. You may have done some things that you look and you say, wow, I can't do that. I'm too unqualified now. I've been hiding for so long. I feel like it's going to take me six months. No, it can start today. It says when you're saved, you're a new creation. Do you know that? It literally means you're a new creation. What you did yesterday doesn't matter. You're a new creation. He'll give you comfort and rest. He'll give you everything you've been doing so long. And... Uh, I'm almost done, but before I want to, everyone to bow their head and close their eyes, we're going to do just something real quick. I want to um, say, maybe today you don't even know who Jesus is. And after this, I'm going to share two more stories, then we're going to be done and out of here. And I believe God's going to do something amazing. But uh, before we do that, I just want to say, if today, with everyone's uh, head bowed, eyes closed, I believe today, you might have come in here, you don't even know who Jesus is. You might be like, this Jesus guy, he sounds amazing. If you're telling me that he can use me, even through all my mess, and turn my mess into a message, what I've been going through into a story, my test into a testimony. If you're telling me, this guy, Jesus, can really do that, let me tell you something. He loves you. He wants to use you. He has a great plan for your life, something that you can never imagine. If that's you, can you just raise up your hand real quick if there's anyone here today? Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Cool, you can lift your head up. I believe today's gonna be a new season. We're gonna pray real quick for that and then we're gonna do stories and then we're we're gonna end this and I believe we're gonna get so pumped, so excited because God's gonna use us. What we've been waiting for for so long, it's on the verge, it's on the edge. I've been waiting for six weeks for this day to come because I believe God's gonna rise someone up. I'm grabbing the microphone with two hands. I don't think I've ever done that because I'm so pumped. I have to get my energy out. I drank three Red Bulls before I came here and I'm so excited. (laughs) But before I do that, Let's pray real quick. God, we thank you for, for these people who are coming to Christ today, God, that they're a part of the kingdom, they're a part of something special. You can use them right where they are, use them in their mess, use them, turn that mess into a message, Their test into a testimony, and today is a new start for them. We thank you for dying on the cross, your blood being shed for us, that we can be a new creation. You didn't just stop there, but you rose from the grave three days later so we can spend eternity with you, even though we don't deserve it, none of us in this room deserve it, but you've given it to us because you're just that great and your grace is just that amazing. So we thank you for all that you've done in Jesus. Let me pray, amen. I'm gonna share two more stories and then we're gonna be out of here. Don't miss the moment. Let's do it. Your situation may look rough, but if you grab onto what he's already given you, even though the situation is the same, your perspective and attitude shifts like Gideon, and when that happens, God can do the unthinkable. So I remember I was a youth pastor and one of the youth that, that came all the time, uh, I'm not going to say his name, but uh, he was dealing with some issues, drugs, everything you can think of. Um, he was arrested a few times, and uh, he said, I just want to change my life. And I said, you know what? I'm going to be your accountability partner. This is probably three years ago. And uh, he would call me every once in a while. Hey, I'm, I'm dealing with this. I'm struggling with this. All right, hey, come over to my house. Let's pray. He'd come over we'd pray. One day, he called me three, four days in a row. I missed every phone call. Every phone call. Maybe two days after that, his mom called me and said, hey, I gotta tell you something, Danny is in prison. He ended up uh, hitting a cop, like literally hitting him with a car, went in, robbed a house, not only that, stole that person's car, ended up running into a cop car after that, ended up running off the scene after they tried to get him, jumped into the ocean, and tried to swim to who knows where. And so she tells me this, he's going to prison, and not only is he going to prison, he's in Florida, they sent him all the way to Texas. And to this day, he still calls me sometimes. Uh, lena has been with me a few times when they try to call me. They're like, you need to pay $5 to speak to him. I'm like, what? Are you serious? And so um, he needs Jesus. Like, come on, let me do my job. And so um, uh, I remember he did that. And in that moment, I said, God, how can you ever use me? How can you ever? I'm in ministry and I still can't do ministry. God, how can you ever use me? And I remember God spoke to me so clear. And he said, for now on, Never miss a moment. He said, you can be defined by what the situation looks like right now, or you can change your perspective. You can use what the enemy has been trying to use so long to hurt you and use it to actually help you. You can preach about it. You can teach about it. You can encourage others about it. What the enemy used to try to take me down, I'm going to use to kick him in the face what the devil has tried to do and take you down, today is your day to kick him in the face. I don't care what your past looks like, God's gonna use you. And so I said, God, from now on, every moment, little, big, medium, small, smaller, stacking chairs, taking out trash, being a greener, being an usher, hugging babies. I don't even like kids, but I'll hug them anyways. God, every small moment you give me, I'm going to use it to your advantage. From this day on, I'm going to say the power place is taking every moment, little, big, and small, and saying, I'm going to do, let's do it attitude. And so, I remember a few months later, I was playing basketball. Two years ago, I could ball up like no other now I'm getting old and rusty. Everything hurts. My back hurts. My shoulder hurts. My finger hurts. My thumb's out of place. Uh, my knees hurt. I'm like I'm like 80 years old in a 22 year old body. <laughs> and so two years ago, I played with these, you know, six eight guys, six nine guys who could hoop it up. So one day I was on a basketball court. This guy, he's probably six nine. I think he's six ten actually. Um, playing basketball. We're playing a game. After the game, he goes, I've seen you before. Who are you? And I tell him, my name's Dustin. You know, I, I, I work at a church down the street doing youth. I played with this guy probably three, four times before he even asked me what I do. And I said, God, I want to take this moment. It may look little. It's actually very little. I'm on a back, back court in the middle of, you know, the hood. And uh, I'm going to take this moment. So I share with him Christ. I share with him the gospel. He accepts Christ ends up getting plugged in, I got his phone number. Little did I know, this guy played at a high level. I'm talking about out of college, out of high school, he's playing in the pros. I had no idea. I just said, I'm gonna take this little moment. What looks like a little moment, if you give what God's given you, he can turn it into something much. Amen. And so I'm gonna leave this with this today before we pray. What happens here is not gonna be defined by a great worship set. It's not gonna be defined by a great sermon. It's not gonna be defined by a great word. It's not gonna be defined by great small groups, a great youth group, a great kids ministry, a great young adults ministry. It's gonna be determined by the people Sunday through Sunday who say you need help in a studio, I'll serve. You need help greeting, you gave me a good smile, I'll serve. You need help passing down buckets, I'll serve. You need help reaching kids, I'll serve. You need help reaching youth, I'll serve. What looks like a little moment, no matter how unqualified you feel like you are, no matter how much you think God can't use you, if you grab on to what he's already given you, don't look at what you can't do in this moment. Look at what he's given you to step into. What looks like an ordinary season, what looks like a valley low, God can change that for good. The situation didn't change, but your perspective did. So I'm not saying it's not a, your situation may change, but when your perspective d- d- does, God can change you. And so I'm not gonna ask anyone to bow their head, and close eyes. I just wanna ask if we can all stand up. Um, I believe as I preached this sermon to myself this week, God gave me on Wednesday morning, I had no sermon, I had nothing to talk about, but he gave me these three words, let's do it. I had no idea. Thursday I'm praying, he gives me a story. Friday I'm praying, he gives me a story. Saturday I'm praying, he gives me a story. Last night up till 3 a.m. I'm sitting here typing up what God wants me to speak about today and he gave me three words, let's do it. Today I don't know where you are in life, I don't know what's going on, but I believe if you let God take your little and use it for much, we can do it. Not, let's not say let's do it, let's say we are going to do it. Amen. We're gonna change the city, we're gonna change this county, we're gonna change the state. For good so we're gonna pray and uh, after we pray we're gonna pray we're gonna play a song it's not gonna be it's gonna be it we're gonna get we're gonna get excited because i think leaving this god really spoke to me that i don't want to leave on a low but i want to leave on a high that leaves people out of here today saying god we're going to do it so i hope to see you tonight at 6 30 p.m um we're gonna cast more vision for youth um We're gonna have a question and answer thing where you can ask the questions you want about youth and what's going on. So if you're a parent, you just wanna be involved, you wanna know what's going on, come tonight, 6.30 p.m. So it's gonna be great. But we're gonna leave here on a high saying, God, we're going to do it. God, you can use me. No matter how low it may look, no matter what the valley looks like, God, you can use me. You can take my little and turn it into good. You can turn it into much. If I grab onto what I have already, don't look at what I can't do, but look at what you've given me to step into. And what looked ordinary can become extraordinary, not because the situation changed, but because your perspective did. A let's do it attitude. This moment, now might not be guaranteed tomorrow. Let's do it now. Can we pray? Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for how you're going to use us. We thank you for how you're going to mold us. We thank you for how you're going to change us. We pray today is a new day. We pray today is a day of blessing. We pray today is a day that we're going to overcome. No matter our situation, no matter our circumstance, we know that you are more than enough. We're going to do this because we've conquered this city. You've given us the victory. No matter how unqualified we are, you can use us right where we are. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it.